We are Rogue Media Sports. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Coming up on the Pete Souza podcast, Nick Picked is back, and it's a celebration of the NBA Finals. The World Series predictions and Scandaval. I didn't know much about Scandaval, and Nick told me all I needed to know. We also talk about sports media. He is compelling. He is complete. He completes me. My main man, Nick Picked. again so i can see your big italian choppers one more time <laughs> um you see my shell you see my shelly shrine behind me dude shelly's the best even though the last time she was on here boy she was whew. stupid okay i mean she was just who oh uh, here she, it is i think honestly do you want to hear you and shelly could have a podcast but she wouldn't of course want to we could it. but no because she's too lazy <laughs> But she's a worker bee when she gets going. She is, but she's just like, uh, dude, I, I can't. I can't even begin to get involved. All right, so hold on. Let me tell So I got to finish this Bob story, and we're rolling. We're just going to leave all this in. So all right, go ahead. this morning, he's got somebody with, like, somebody's visiting, uh, possible candidate, uh, possible from another gray station. And uh, so he's showing, okay. off, he's showing off a little bit. Bob Walters is Nick and, and myself. He's our former boss, my current boss, so I'd better be careful. Uh, so – he said, we got to get somebody out there to the house of uh, homes, whatever, because sales is involved. And he said, Robert it's West. It's a big deal. So hold on, Nick. He goes, Robert West was in my office before I had a chance to turn my TVs on this morning. And that's the last time you want to catch me. He's, he's saying this to a room full of people, you know, like he's Don Corleone. Um, you know, you don't like want to catch me. Like including the prospective new employee. <laughs> of course. Yeah, he just wiles <laughs> out, you know? Um so uh, I want to talk to you a little bit. So let's catch you let's catch up on where you are. So you're you're in Louisville. It's twelve forty two Eastern time. This will obviously go up in the next yes. day or so. It's a Friday afternoon. What are you doing, Nick? Where are you? Um, in my office. First time I've ever had an office, Pete. It's yeah, nice. it's, it's 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 really nice. I got the corner office, got a little window looking out. It's wow. nice, bro. And I'm so li- I'm living nice. And we're doing corporate PR. Is that am I yeah. correct in saying yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And for uh-huh. the local hospital, we don't have to say any names or anything. But you're doing it for for the local mm-hmm. hospital conglomerate there in Louisville, correct? Yeah, and it's good. I'm in the middle. I like I took lunch at twelve thirty so that we could talk, and uh-huh. I'm just kind of hanging, chilling. I got a ton of stuff done this morning, so I'm like, I'm like big up, feet up, ready, like you. <laughs> so you so you and I met when you were in the TV news business and I just want to backtrack a little bit. Do you miss and be honest, dude. Don't be Nick the okay. Do you miss uh-huh. cuz you you're an incredible storyteller. I always say and you're a diligent worker, son of a New York cop, you're a curious guy. Do you miss 
TV news and being and, and that investigative reporter itch you used to be able to scratch? Oh, overall, no. Okay. Not one bit. Really? On days where, okay, I'll tell you, I missed it a couple of times. One was Derby, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I was still there on Oaks doing some work. What's Oaks? For who I work for. Oh, that's you, uh, the you Friday were... before. The okay. Friday yeah, before. I saw you. You were looking, you know, large and in charge. Money, chilling. <laughs> I'll never look large, but I was definitely in charge. <laughs> um, so I missed it for that because um, I wanted to come back and because you would um, go live for the for the whole. Friday before oh the derby, yeah yeah, right? yeah like yeah. the year last year for for derby and for oaks i was the rover camp so live wherever talking to whoever doing whatever i wanted and it was awesome so like when derby came around this year i missed it 100 mm-hmm. percent. and then um olivia our friend olivia oh yeah uh, was talking i uh, talking about like moving jobs and like getting a big job in a big city because she signed with an agent now and that made me miss like that i feel like in a, in a certain sense, I've kind of pressed pause on my dream, yeah, yeah, which was a weird feeling to have. But on the day to day, I don't miss it at all. Yeah, like I'm eight to four, eight to four thirty. I put my phone down, I put my computer down, and I've spent like so much more time with Shelly and so much more time like thinking about my life and and like I feel totally zen on the day to day. You look really good. You look happy. I feel like Phil Jackson. <laughs> Okay, you know. All right, speaking of Phil Jackson and the Lakers, the season wraps up mm. after the sweep with the Nuggets. You're you're uh Bro, uh, they got waxed. I'll call you a Lakers expert. And before we get into the finals, I want to get get into the Lakers. After game 4, this the sweep is they it's it's over. And LeBron talks to the media and he's cryptic about his possible return to the NBA or the Lakers. As a guy who knows the NBA and a guy who who knows LeBron, his whole life what's your take on that as a huge lakers guy i don't care like i just dude it's so funny because you grow i grew up a kobe bryant fan like like so die hard locked in on kobe and so i've started my fandom by kind of hating lebron because the media created the narrative about who was better yeah and i was a little kid so i was just like no lebron i hate lebron and it all started from there then lebron went to the lakers and it was like wow this is like my mortal basketball enemy (laughs) now is on my favorite team so i it's been a slow and steady process getting back to on the positive side with him are you on the positive side with him because you're yeah yeah you're reflective of you know, they talked about that series against Memphis because w- when the Lakers won the championship, it was in the bubble, which was sort of tough. And then just to really enjoy yeah, they it, Yeah, right? the Mickey Mouse championship. <laughs> they won the bubble championship. And so, but th- that's a great example for, as a Lakers fan. Like, they weren't able to, they weren't playing at Staples or now Crypto.com Arena. They weren't at home. You know, the fans weren't really soaking it up, right? And so I think LeBron missed a little bit of a window there because they were awesome leading up until – the season yeah, shut they down with the, with the pandemic, and it does feel now, and it did feel this playoff run, especially when they beat Memphis, that he was finally a Laker. That he, did, did yeah, you, oh yeah, yeah. Did you feel that yeah. as a fan? Most definitely. That like I am finally now on like the positive. If we're looking at it on a spectrum, like I have crossed over the fifty percent mark on LeBron for sure. Now, what do you so, so when you say you don't care? I don't know, dude. Like I don't care. Like he does it on purpose. Yeah, so you I don't you don't buy all, like it's, it's all done on purpose. No, no, dude, no, okay. it's all done on purpose. It's kind of made up. 
it's fairy tale because he knows that the media loves it. All the national guys love it. And then they get to talk about like, what's going to happen to LeBron? And then he knows that it kind of like subtly puts pressure through the media on the front office so that Palinka will go out there and like hold serve in the offseason. Where's he going to go, dude? Like, what are you going to give up? $45 million? Come on. And, 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 and your life in LA. No shot, dude. Yeah, no shot. Yeah. And, like, if he actually retired, I would I would be thoroughly shocked. What do you But make, until that point, no. What do you make of Bronny James and, and going to USC and what I'm is actually kind of like? pumped. I'm actually kind of pumped to see if he's really a good ball player or not. Me too. Uh, who are you more excited I'm about? I'm pumped. To see how Colorado does in football or to see how Bronny James does? next year oh dude i do not care one bit about Deion sanders dude that's like another whole topic of i couldn't give a damn less about if colorado wins every game or loses every game so it'll be Bronny by default <laughs> so wh- what's what's the disdain for Dion? just don't care it's like just so much talk just play ball you don't think that's but but here's all right let me let me counter that because all of the talk has created a buzz which has led to action when you look at oh, yeah. when you look at players that are coming to Colorado. Now, like to what you're saying, you have to play on the field. But, but yes, but but Dion and his sizzle and his salesmanship and his just star quality has shown a light on Colorado football like we've never seen before. Even when the, I was a kid and they won the Orange Bowl, uh, you know, and, and won the national championship. This is it for, 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 for Colorado. So it has worked out. I think it's – I will guess that to say it's sort of scary where we are now as a society that now Dion can ride in on his white horse and it's almost like they've been anointed the victor before a game has even been played. I don't even know. See, here's the crazy part too is this, this is the way of the world now. Like I don't even remember what conference they're all playing in anymore. They're in the you know Colorado's what I mean? in the Pac-12. They're in they're in the Pac-12, but like, when do USC and UCLA move out? When do they go to the, At Big the end 10? of this? Like, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. dude, like what? Like, yeah. You know what I want to see? I want to see Colorado beat Caleb Williams in SC. Then I'll be like in. Then I'm in. Okay. okay. Until then, like, congratulations. You can beat up on like Wazoo and Washington. Like, well, we'll see. They they start their open their season with TCU. And that'll be that'll be good. That'll be a tough it, test. It'll be exciting, and and even if they lose, you're going to be in the mascot. You'll be in the horn frog that day. Frog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a this is horns, baby. See, I'm a Texas guy. All right, so Bronny James, what's going to happen to Bronny James? How does a kid like that deal with? You know what, dude? You know what's going to be fun too is like if he's not ready for the draft in a year. Like, what's going to happen? Look, if I think it'd be very interesting. What's going to happen when he? You know when he it's the, we're living in a world with so much. There's just so much light on these guys, and so if Bronny James and there's had, a lot at stake for him too, dude. Because isn't he like the second or third grossing NIL athlete in the country? I, I don't know that. It's for like sure, between yeah. him, uh, Peyton Manning's nephew, Livy Dunn, and like a couple others. But like, yeah, I mean, like there's money at stake for for Bronny James like in the millions already. Yeah. I just find it very interesting because if he's if he's a mid round pick, like does it behoove him from a financial standpoint to just stick around at SC, keep caking out an NIL instead of being what like the eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth pick? 
Well, he's mm-hmm. a well, he, that's another. He's got generational wealth anyway, so that's another another. Topic. Yeah, right. But a lot of these guys, you hear it now, they don't. You know, there's there are guys who could possibly go to the NBA and get drafted who don't even want to bother with it now because their NIL deals are so sweet and they can hopefully up their draft stock by coming back, which is, I think the NIL is good like that in a way because guys aren't, yeah. aren't rushing to the NBA. They are actually making a, a living now. I like I like the NIL. I don't really care about it. You know, I think some people get a little turned off by it, but to me, I mean, we should have been paying these guys a long time ago. Yeah. Especially the college football because the, gener- the, the money generated is just insanity. Yeah. So I think it's good. I mean, I think it's good for them, too. I mean, I wish it would come with a money manager right at school, but I know that's not happening. But here we are. But we're working on it. I, I know they're working on it. Let me ask you, some news broke, uh, TV news or, or, or media news yesterday, that Shannon Sharp was, was leaving undisputed. <laughs> I see you get a big smile. What, <laughs> what do you think about what do you think about that news? Because I know you're not immersed in those shows, but I do know that you pay attention to them. Oh, First take. I I consume so many Shannon Sharp highlight clips, like like from him just dominating <laughs> Skip Bayless, dude. I love Shannon Sharp. I'm obsessed with him. So are you? So I think he's hilarious. So you think Shannon Sharp is like a true talent? Like when he comes out with the cigar and he pours the Hennessy and he's like, skip, skip, skip. I, like, I I think it's so funny. And I know Skip Bayless doesn't like it because he gets overshadowed. Yeah. But like Shannon, Shannon Sharp is, is awesome. So do you watch? So I hope he does whatever. Now, are you like somebody who consumes all of these, you know, takes or, or, or highlights or clips through Instagram and social media? Or do you actually? Yeah. Yes. So you're not you're never like sitting down to watch Undisputed. No, for sure not. What about, first, like, what about I'll first watch take? all the clips? No, dude, I stopped watching first takes so long ago. I cannot stand the just the screaming and hollering at each other. So are are you like out? That to me is not fun. Mm-hmm. But Shannon Sharp, like, I, yeah, I follow all his clips on the on the Twitter account. It's like Unk Shannon Sharp's burner. <laughs> <laughs> What's the funniest take that Shannon Sharp's had that you have liked so far? Oh, um, like I, on a serious note, I've really actually liked his take on John Moran because I think he gets it. And what was um, his take? Remind people. Basically, like that's that's not your life. You you got out of having a bad life. You've created ger- generational wealth for you and your family, and you need to like you, you need to stop messing around. You're not like he basically told him like you're not a gangster. Don't be a gangster. Which I like. That's good to hear from somebody older and wiser. Yeah, for sure. Um. So on a serious note, that but like I love his takes where he just is just there to aggravate Skip. And he knows that Skip hates LeBron. And so he just goes in there like after the Laker games and the Lakers will win and LeBron will have a good game. And he comes in with like a cigar or the Hennessy <laughs> and he puts his feet up on the desk and he's like just antagonizing Skip on purpose about LeBron. That's my favorite thing. Do you think that Skip wanted him out possibly? Because 100%. You do? Yes. Huh. Yeah, I read that. Uh, that was awful announcing. What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I guess if I had to, to make, if somebody put, you know, 
put me really in a, in a vice and they said, Hey, you got to tell me what, what the deal is, what you think. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I would think it would be a money thing. Cause I think skip is getting paid so much more than Shannon. Probably. That's my guess without knowing too many of the details. And I, and I would think that Shannon might want to cash in on exactly what you're talking about. There is certainly something to be said for that whole like athlete podcast game, guys who are talented in the booth, like, mm-hmm. McAfee, you know, I mean, I'm sure that there are a lot of guys who look at the money that McAfee is making and say to themselves, well, I can do that. Or I have that kind of talent, you know, I mean, what do you think of that? It's not like McAfee's a masterful interviewer by any means. He's just a great character and he's entertaining. He seems like a solid guy. What do you, what do you now? I I think that's, do you think what Pat McAfee has put together is, is magical and he's a unique talent or is he the first of, a guy that's he was kind of first almost into that you know man i don't know he is talented because like the guys there's something to be said for having the guys like trust you enough to go on your show and tell you a lot of stuff like a lot of people go on his show and talk to him candidly yeah which is what me and you always talk about with howard like how howard is so good at getting people to tell them his whole their whole life story yeah and he's found a way to do that with athletes i mean starting with aaron Rodgers. yeah yeah right but I don't. But I'm not. I don't. I'm not trying to discredit anything. I just think that there are guys that can also do that that just have not done it yet. Yeah. Like Shannon could be one of those guys for sure. What do you think about uh, Pat McAfee's transition to ESPN? How do you think that'll go over? I I don't really I don't really know. I didn't really read into it too much, but it just seems interesting that he's willing to walk away from. Excuse me, more money like. I guess he has, you know, ESPN is stable and, and they'll probably put him on game day. Now, you know, he'll be a fixture yeah. on game day. And so, uh, and then he'll get to do his podcast and stuff and that'll be fine. But I, I don't know. It's, I thought it was weird, but I guess at that point he's made enough money so you can just kind of do whatever. Yeah. I, I, I believe it, that I, th- I think it's always interesting to watch some of the, the people that listen to Pat McAfee and talk. Yeah. Get your lighting going there, Nick. Yeah. Get that computer on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my thing shut off. Yeah, I know I know all that. I know all about that. You gotta keep it come on now, keep it going. Sometimes when I'm on a zoom, I'll put the phone on my laptop and have the zoom going off the off the phone so my laptop That's what I'm doing right yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. You know, why you're a t- you're a TV guy. But I think that some of the Mac I, I get a kick out of, you know, Mac if he talked about we got this pirate ship. What we're doing is, you know, we're outlaws and, and the YouTube group and all that mm-hmm. and now he's going corporate people say and, and they're upset i think that's yep. nonsense i think it really doesn't matter i will tell you in 2019 it was thursday night football and i was late on mcafee he was he was he was doing uh he was an analyst on thursday night football it was a three-man booth um i'm trying to think adam amin was the play-by-play guy it was pat mcafee and somebody else it was the first game of the season and i didn't like mcafee yeah. i was like i was out i was like I knew who he was, and I knew he was had just been with Barstool, and now he was transitioning off over to ESPN doing games, and I just wasn't ready for him. And then he he ended up on Mad Dog Radio, and I still wasn't ready for him. And then yeah. I listened one day, and I was like, "Wow, this is good," because he's not hot take guy. He's not he <clears throat> he, he he's a guy with an NFL pedigree on the field, and it's clear he has relationships and knowledge of the league that he brings with him. Like, A.J. Hawk is no-nonsense. And that guy, yeah. is he is a bad dude, and he's no-nonsense. And he doesn't – the thing about A.J. Hawk is he doesn't care. Like, he's not looking to be politically correct. He's not going to say something crazy that will, you know, 
get his family like you know like 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 it's not about the takes with them yeah. what you're saying i love that though yeah no it's not it's not about the takes and that's why first take and all that stuff gets a little old are you to- are you totally out on Stephen a smith one million percent out i'm out like i just don't i do not care about anything he says anything that comes out of their mouths like it's just all it's it's confrontation for confrontation's sake and we get enough of that everywhere yeah. the news sports social media like i don't i don't need contrarian anymore i don't uh, care well i love espn right so i'm going to talk about like it. i'd much i'd so much rather like zach Lowe just break me down film for 40 yeah, minutes but zach than, Lowe, like, some people might say could be a bit of a snooze fest i think zach Lowe might say that so you need... maybe but like what would you would you like i cannot listen to people scream at each other like <laughs> like screaming uh, aggravates like the hell out of me I, I don't like it either. That's, like, like bro, how right. does Shelly sit on the couch and watch watch Vanderpump Rules and Bravo and Housewives? Like, and they just scream Shelley, at each other for an hour. You don't know Nick's lovely girlfriend. By the way, what is going on with Scandaval? Why don't I know anything about that? Wait, <laughs> dude. So Shelly went. And Tom Sandoval was in Louisville last night. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, he played a show at the at the little like bar venue over here called Headliners. And Shelly went with a couple of girls. How come they I went didn't, to go I, see Sandoval? What did she say? She said it was just like whatever. So anybody that you 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 have heard of Tom Sandoval or Scandoval, if if you're listening to this, we because know. everybody has. Like I okay, admittedly, I watch Vanderpump with Shelly at times, so I know the characters, I know enough of the storyline, I know the whole thing. So Sandoval so, had a girlfriend for a, for a long time. Basically, his girlfriend was like Shelly and me. They okay. lived together. They had bought a house together. They had pets together. And they'd been together probably 10 years, I think. And he was having a full-on affair with the girl's best friend for like seven or eight months. You're laughing. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but like it got so crazy that like the girl, his girlfriend, Ariana, went on the Today Show, dude. Like the Today Show National Network News picked up. <laughs> and so she went on there? I didn't know this. Yes, 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 dude. And so where does it... And it just has blown up. So and so are they still filming Vanderpump Rules or is it over? No, the film the filming has stopped for the season, but they don't know if or when they'll even start filming. Oh, again. well, they'll everyone, film again. Dude, everyone, everyone is pissed at him, dude. It's awesome. Everyone's pissed at him. So, and he's and him and the the girl that he left Ariana for, they broke up. So now Sandoval's back. Alleged, uh, allegedly, he's okay. single again. All right, but we don't know because she's been in a facility getting her mental health right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. so we've who's not been, seen. Who's, hold on, who's been the, the girl he broke up? The girl he was having an affair with? No, no, no. With? The, girl, the girl who he was having the affair with. Her name is Raquel. Raquel, yeah. And so she's now in a mental health facility. Yes, allegedly. Allegedly. Hey, man. Getting herself right. I think I would be in a mental... I mean, there, there is so much heat on that show and those people. And I bet I bet there's yeah. a whole group of, of, of people who are attacking Raquel now. Uh, well, for, think for being a being human being, I, I'm sure what she did was, you know, okay, I get it. But, like... Everybody makes mistakes when they're younger. You're just not on Vanderpump yeah. rules. I mean, dude, imagine having the entire country hate you. 
I, I, I like, get upset. If I'm and looking, social media is a vicious slop fest of slime, dude. If I'm talking I mean, to a room full of people and I see one person isn't listening to me or talking to somebody else, that freaks me out. Like, God right. forbid, I got a whole like nation of trolls coming at me. I, I would struggle with that. There is absolutely no question. So, yeah, Tom Sandoval was in Louisville last night. Was, um, was Shelly happy with the performance? She said it was it was definitely worth her while, the like twenty five dollar <laughs> ticket or whatever it was. When you have a hot girlfriend come home and say going to see Tom Sandoval was worth her while, I don't I don't know how right. I feel about that. Yeah, it was, right? it like, was worth it. Well, I was like, what, well, and they took a picture with him too, and he's he's like shirtless, smiling like a goofball. I wonder like, how much kind of, I wonder, of goofy. I wonder the kind of dough he's pay, taking him for that. I don't even know. I can't imagine he's making that much, but whatever. Here we are. Um, all right, I want to talk about a couple more uh, sports media things, and then, um, so w- I want to get your take on this one personality who I am so taken with, because she's awesome at her job, and of, of course okay. she's objectively attractive. My brother Michael and I we had going through some rough stuff recently, and uh, he sent me a message this morning. He and I have like the same, same, <laughs> the same brain. He was like, with all this like with all this drama and heartache going on, we can all agree on one thing. That Malika Andrews is incredible, <laughs> is incredible, and I was like, you've, oh, no. I was like, you've read my mind. I mean, I think she is probably one of the brightest stars that ESPN has had in a long time. She is so good at her job, and she is like twenty six or eight. Tw- she's twenty eight. Okay, I mean, she's that's uh, what an incredible. And I remember she first came on my radar, probably all of ours during COVID. Uh, she was in. She ended up in the bubble. She mm-hmm. was working for ESPN before before that. But that's when you got you were starting to get a steady diet of Malika Andrews, and she was really good. And you could tell she had like good relationships, real relationships with these guys, and she could get stuff out of them. What's what's your take? What do you got a, a fucking Rolex on? What is that? No, take little, it easy, little Versace. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> wow. It's, All right, this whole thing. <laughs> I think I liked it better when your teeth were in the. Camera. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. No. So, what do you think? I, I, I'm curious to get your take on her. Um, my take is she's very talented. My take is also that I think what she did to Joe Mazzulla was a tiny bit bush league when he got hired. Okay. So, um, what did she do? She basically was like Joe. Here's Joe Mazzulla's resume. He's 34. He's done this. He's done that. He's done that. And she comes back on camera and is just like. I also have to remind you that while he was in college at West Virginia, he uh, received a domestic violence complaint. And I was like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. That was bu- – I thought that was totally Bush League. Um, By the know, way, Joe Maz, we, as a sober guy, Joe Maz has been sober for 12 years. So he got – No the, way. So here's he, – I've done some reading on, on Joe Maz. So he got and, – and that's unfortunate because you would have liked her to uh, contribute this too. He got an, a drinking under. This is always he got a drinking underage. He attacked somebody at a Pittsburgh Pirates game when he was yes. at West Virginia. You saw that, and then at West Virginia, he was at a bar, and I think he grabbed the girl's arm or was very aggressive, and that's where he got the domestic charge. Mm-hmm. From what I remember reading, it was like an Associated Press article. But from that point forward, he was recruited by John Beeline. Beeline left for Michigan, and Huggy Bear comes along, who everybody gives a hard time for legitimate yeah. reasons as of recently. Uh, but he cleans his act up, stops drinking, finds God. You know, I talk about people get sober in different ways, whatever. Um, and he's been, I mean, you look at his life since then, right? He was a solid player at West Virginia. 
mm-hmm. and, and and now look that he's coming back with with the Celtics. I mean, that's impressive. But yeah, yeah. so that's I, I had forgotten that. So I thought that was I, that was I thought that was definitely Bush League. And then I'm I'm big man on um like when you're in the news and you're in the media, like you can't be doing stuff that. Let me give you an example. When the whole Roe v. Wade thing happened, I had to anger the news that day. And regardless about how you feel about the Roe v. Wade thing and whatever happened, at 4, 5, 6, and then 11, I had to anchor the news, yeah. right? And so I had to tell people what was going on from an objective viewpoint. I remember turning on ESPN in the newsroom that day when this whole that whole day was happening, and she's crying on the air. And I'm like, I get it. You're not new. You're not like news per se, but to a certain extent, like there are people looking at you to deliver something sort of objectively. And and at least with a little bit of authority, like I, I just kept thinking that if I were crying on the news desk that day, I probably would have been reprimanded or suspended. And so I just think that like, there have been a couple things that I've not agreed with at all. The Missoula thing, the crying on the news desk. I, I just, so you sound like you're know, out maybe on I'm traditional for. No, I'm not. I just think that there are a couple of things that have just kind of turned me right. off. That's why I talk. But that's to my you. honest take. No, that's but I also that, think yeah. she's. I also think she's very talented. Yeah, that's not to take away from the fact that she's very talented and making a hell of a name for herself at 28, 28. which is like crazy to think about. And and I know that I, you know you follow this stuff. It's funny. I ask you how old is, and you know right away. It's just 28. I knew yeah, she yeah. Was young. I mean, because I'm I'm not far off on that. I'm 29. I'll be 30 in December. And so, like, that's what I've always wanted to do. Right? You know who else would have cried on the air? Tell me. Who? Oh, your boy. Who? To say his name. Newtown. Our boy, Newtown. <laughs> Chris, Chris Brown. Chris, it wouldn't have taken much to get Chris <laughs> to cry on air, no matter what you're talking about. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit more about Oh, the, he's uh, my favorite. I texted him yesterday. What was he saying? Dying laughing. What's he up to? That's our Chris. Uh, Chris he's is uh, just doing him. Just doing him. Our know, lead like anchor. He's... he's in Atlanta now, right? Yeah, Marietta County. That guy does it. Hey, man. He now you want to talk talented? He's he, yo. He's so talented. He really is. I mean, you got a, a good guy, talented. Um, and I, talk about I just it. love getting on his case, man. I'd love to hear his take on Sandoval uh, at some point. All right, so the NBA <laughs> Finals. What do you got? Like, okay. what are your thoughts as far as I? Um, was talking to someone today about odds and I saw odds. I think it was, let me see my little thing here. I think I got I thought Miami was plus three fifty or plus 400 to win the, to win the series before last night. Yes. And, and it's not much more. It's kind of the same. Um, it's uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you in a second, but I want to get so odds on the nuggets, right? Uh, plus four twenty five. To win in six, four two, four two. I thought that was a pretty. Okay. I thought that was a great. I thought that. I think that is a great wager. Miami finds a way to win two, but the Nuggets ultimately we saw last night they they are the better team, and I think Miami. The only problem is the for the Nuggets you don't get to take advantage so much of the altitude and the climate because you get two days now 
Miami gets two days to rest because of the finals break, yeah. and we're not back at it till Sunday. Which is like, I mean, come on, we're just dragging this thing out. Uh, like. Yeah, that's that's always that's been a recent frustration, right? Since they've started to do that. So any yeah, and then the next game they'll play it at like nine forty-five Eastern time. I'll be holding up my damn eyelids trying to watch. Well, how do you the think? First how do you think morning news guy feels? It's the worst. It's terrible. You know, it's absolutely. It's okay. It, so on the betting front, yeah. Initially, before yesterday, I'm looking at the I playoff. That, like, I'm looking up the playoff. So right now, the Heat um, is plus five hundred to win, to win the series, and it's not worth your time. Don't bet it. You don't think so? Five to one? No, no. They so okay. Before yesterday, I thought the best bet was Denver by to win the series by at least two games. So kind of what you said, yeah. but like it gives you a little more leeway. It was like Denver minus one and a half uh-huh. games. And that was solid odds. I would have bet that, but we're not in a gambling state here in Kentucky. <laughs> um, but that, I thought that was the best bet of, of the series. And then um, I watched game one, and I was like, yeah, the Heat should 1,000% get swept. You think so? You think if they If they get one game, they'll be lucky. I looked at that two today, plus 350, the Nuggets sweeping for them for nothing. Yeah. I mean, I would take that before I would take anything else. Really? Think about it. Okay. First of all, they 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 can't guard Jokic. Yeah. So that's the first problem. It's like a major problem, but it's like the first problem. The second problem is they have no one who's even tall enough to stand up to Aaron Gordon or Michael Porter. Yeah. Like Aaron Gordon should turn into Clippers Blake in this series because if he doesn't, that's a problem. Yeah. Like, dude, Aaron Gordon is he's probably got fifty pounds on the on the the next Heat guy. Yeah. Like at one point, I think Caleb Martin was guarding Aaron Gordon. Like, who who all of a sudden is Michael Jordan, except for last night, by the way, Caleb Martin. Yeah. But like, they don't have the personnel. Like, they just don't have the personnel. And there's, and I I thought the Heat story was so awesome that I was pumped to watch the Celtics series because it legitimately feels like they don't like the Celtics. Yeah. And they just play harder against the Celtics. And that to me is just, it gets me going. That's so cool. Yeah. But I, you can't like out, like they could out Celtics to Celtics by playing hard. Like you can't out Nuggets to Nuggets. The Nuggets are too good and too deep. And they're just like probably the worst possible personnel matchup for them of any of the other teams, of like any of the playoff teams. Now, people still don't, I don't care who they are or who says they know, people still don't know how good Jokic is. I, Talk, tell me why. Okay, so okay. Good. I have I talked to my boys about this this morning, and I had a great I had a great analogy that I I I don't take any credit for. So, on the Ben Roethlisberger podcast, the footballing with Ben, yeah. which I really like, he had Bill Cower <laughs> he had Bill Cower on a, the other day. What Bill, a Steelers schlep! I mean, <laughs> give me a break, Nick Steelers. Which my I, boy Cower. Oh, then, I mean, then that Cower was that them. was the so, that was the hottest take of this whole conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the Ben Roethlisberger? Okay, go ahead. So the Ben Roethlisberger so, podcast. I mean, it's probably better than this podcast. I can guarantee you that. So he's got our Bill boy, Cowher our on. boy. Yeah, well, two Hall of Famers, and we're just two schmoes. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Coach Cower was talking about how he talked to Josh Allen last year at training camp. Okay, and that he was talking to Josh Allen about quarterbacks being able to see the football field in width and in depth that they could see the field in 3D and not just like, oh, he's open in a vacuum. Like he's open, but there are men behind him, in front of him, and alongside of him. And I feel like Jokic 
sees the floor in 3D. And that's kind of like how I thought about it today when I was talking to my friends. So He's just so good at anticipating who should and is where at a certain period of time. It's amazing. I love I, that's a great analogy because if you you hear about like legendary coaches like Larry Brown they would say saw yeah. everything on the floor at one time and that's why he was such a pain in the ass during practice because he would constantly like Iverson all he wanted to do was get out and run and scrimmage and when they would start to scrimmage right. Larry Brown stops it every 40 seconds um sometimes to his own detriment Was that your boy when you were working up in Philly? No, he's Larry Brown. He, can I tell you a story? Hold on, let me finish this thought, and I got a great Larry Brown story for you. So, um, you, you, do you have to go yet? You got like another five minutes, right? No, I got like fifteen. Okay, okay, yeah, f- five minutes. So, Larry Brown would stop practice whenever anything was wrong or somebody's doing something wrong. So, like, we had a guy in Charlotte, Jamario Dawson, right? And when I was doing Your PR, Jamar, he was like a second round pick from Georgia. <laughs> he wasn't very. Jamario had trouble with the playbook, right? So there was a lot of stuff that he just was a little slower to, to get with than the other guys. So every time Jamario would make a mistake, practice would stop, which means like, and you're in summer league. This is summer league practice. And, and Larry Brown is taking two hours. By the way, he shouldn't even be coaching the summer league team because usually an assistant will do that. But he's, yeah. coach, he's coaching the summer league team and he's stopping every five minutes to talk to Jamario Dawson, who, by the way, probably played a collective – 25 minutes in the NBA, maybe 250, whatever. You get my point. Fair. But, but, and, and he's just a basketball aficionado, and he wants things done the right way. But he could see everything. I mean, everything. What Jamario Dawson was doing, what Gerald Wallace was doing, what the opposing guard was doing. And it was fascinating to, to watch that, although I think it was – and the results always came on the court. I'll tell you my Larry Brown story. So I'm in Charlotte. No, where am I? I'm in Philly, Okay. And Larry is basically he's yeah. in between jobs. He um, he was no longer working for the Pistons. He's won a championship. Then he went to the Knicks, and the Knicks were, you know, it was just it kind of blew up. An epic disaster. It was an epic disaster. That was probably I'm sure I'm leaving something out, but was that like his, the Eddie Curry team? Uh, yeah, Eddie Curry, and that was. I don't think that was Larry's fault because I think Isaiah might have been the GM at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Isaiah yeah. blew up. So Isaiah up. was Please. giving Larry stuff he couldn't work with, and so. That was probably Larry's only real failure in the NBA, I think. I think. So he goes on to work for the Sixers in their front office. He's like, uh, basically, he's mm-hmm. just scouting Billy King, who he hired uh, when Larry was the president and head coach of the Sixers. Billy hired Larry, and sure, as hell doesn't hurt to have Larry around. He would come in off the road, and we would be watching practice, and I would be sitting up in the Sixers basketball office with Joe Gallagher. And he would come in and be like, Michael Beasley is the greatest basketball player I've ever, I've ever seen. You know, like he saw Michael Beasley play at Kansas State and he was like, he was he like, was a, nasty, oh, dude. yeah. So he loved Beasley. But so he and I forged a little bit of a relationship. He became familiar with my face. I'm familiar with his. We're playing Atlanta. And I actually traveled to this trip because my this is before I was sober. And it was Super Bowl Sunday. It was when the Giants beat the Patriots. So you were doing PR for the Sixers? For the at the Sixers, time? yeah. So, okay. yeah, you're a PR guy. So, but like, you know, you're a, a big li- PR guy now. You're a liaison between um, the players in the front office. So you'll travel with the team. I was a number two guy. They sent me down there. I'm not even going to tell you what happened, but I was out late um, <laughs> before I got sober. Um, the Sue's dog. But I was on the, uh, I was sober on the way there and I was on the, on the plane and, and Larry found out that I used to work at Charlotte. 
and so he sat next to when me. When he coached the Bobcats, no? No, no, no. He hadn't coached the Bobcats yet. So he's sitting okay, next okay. to me, and he's asking me about guys, you know, because he's got time to kill. He's on a plane. So he's like, I might as well talk to this guy. So he's like, yeah, yeah, what's going You know, what about Matt Carroll? He doesn't play defense. Adam Morrison doesn't play defense. I like Raymond Felton. So he's telling me all the guys. So I'm like, I got this bond with Larry Brown. I'm like, this is great. Like, you know, and then for the rest of the season, he talked to me. It was always be like, so I show up in Charlotte uh, after I'm done with the Sixers to do radio for the Bobcats. And, uh, I mean, I was now part of the media. It was like, mm -hmm. it was, I, I was reintroduced to him and it was like, hey, coach, remember Pete? He was like, oh, yeah, we hung out. And that was it. He never talked to me again all season long. I was always around. But it gave me the impression. I, I knew then that was my initial foray into covering a team and being part of me. Mm. And it's not to say if I was, again, this is pretty sober. If I was a real competent, dogged member of the media, I wouldn't have developed a, a relationship with him. But that was my first lesson on you're no longer on the team side. You're on the media side. You're, 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 one, you're one of them now. I'm, I'm one of them now. All right, let's get to the Yankees really quick. The Yankees. Oh, the, yes. They're in L.A. tonight. They play the Dodgers. The Yankees are 34 and 24. The Dodgers are 34 and 23. This is exciting. Will you stay up late to watch this? It's 10 o'clock your time, by the way. Oh, I already have a plan for game night. I already have a plan. So what do you? What's the plan? So get hopefully getting out of here four four thirty or so. Uh, Olivia's mom and dad have a nice big in ground pool that we've been invited to. What's Olivia's last so, name? What? Russell. Olivia Russell. So uh, so she was in K KNOE after I left, right? I think she got there just after you left. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just after I left, she's a, a great reporter in Louisville, right? Dude, TV news with it, it builds bonds, huh? Yeah. I, I've never met Olivia, but I love her. So you guys are going yeah. to Olivia's, like follow each other on Instagram. That's great. Like, I don't even know Olivia, but I like know what she's going to so be we'll, up to this weekend because I'm going to see what what's what's happening with yeah. Nick and Shelly. I like Olivia. So we'll Olivia's cool. like Shelly. Like they post so much. Shelly's the best. Yeah. Shelly used to be better. <laughs> Where I wouldn't even have to. Shelly would leave work at, at KNOE, and I would. I wouldn't. It was like I wasn't saying goodbye to her. I'd be able to follow her for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I never left. Her. Uh, yeah. So Olivia's kind of cut from the same cloth. So you're gonna go over there. You'll 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 go to the pool. Hit pool for a little bit. It's like 93 here, hotter than hell itself. Yeah. Um. And so then we'll have a little dinner. Cardinals play at seven. And my boy John is like diehard with the Cardinals, so we'll watch a little cards. Who's John? And get settled. Uh, Olivia's brother-in-law. Okay. Look at you. I and then we'll get settled in for Yanks and Doyers. Okay, so you're going to watch mm. five, six hours of baseball tonight. Probably. Yeah, so. <laughs> Jordan Walker's back for the cards, too, so that's, that's hype. So how does somebody at this day and age consume? I'm going, I'm going to a game tomorrow. And look, I call college baseball. Where are you going? I'm going to see the uh, – the Rangers and the Mariners. Um, Rangers are sick, dude. They just crush the ball. So yeah. So what what can I expect from the Rangers before we get back to the Yanks? Bombs. Really? They just they hit, dude, and they have the best middle infield in baseball. Who uh, comprised of who? Simi, uh, Marcus Simeon, Kai, and Corey Seager. Okay. Um, all right. Very so, very good. So back to the Yankees. What yeah. what do we look? I mean, they're thirty. Like I said, thirty four and twenty four. They're let me see. They're first place, right? In the uh... And no, no, the, Ra the Rays are just, place. yeah. Huh. All right. So the Rays are piping. The two hot. best teams in baseball are the teams ahead of them. How was Baltimore? So How's that for you? How was Baltimore so good? Dude, cause they sucked so bad for so long. They got every top pick in the world and they all panned out. Have they been able to put together 
a revitalization sort of like the Astros back like yes. four or five years ago? They have. Yes. Will so they- it's like Rushman, the catcher, Henderson, who plays third for them now. Um, Cedric Mullins, who just got hurt, it's very, very good. Um, and then Ryan Mountcastle was a first-round pick. He plays first. So, like, they have guys. They have Will they be able guys. to sustain a run? I hope so. I hope they get enough pitching. They're hitting. They'll hit. It's just a matter of whether they'll pitch. So what do we see for the Yankees? I mean, because I, I, I always appreciate the Yanks, and I, and I always want them to be good just from a fan perspective. Today's a big day in Yankee land because uh, Donaldson, Stanton, and Tommy Canely are back as of tonight. So, uh, and Rizzo might be back tonight too. He hasn't played in a couple of days. How are people feeling Since, about, about the Yankees? Honestly, the vibes are good right now. Vibes are, are way better than they were. So like they had won their first four or five series six and then they out, started playing. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Got a lot of baseball to play left. It's true. Yeah. And then they started, then they started sucking bad. And I realized I was in too deep in April. So I had to like unplug for four or five games. Why? Cause you were just so like, I was getting so, I was getting fucking tight, bro. I was getting tight. <laughs> That's the first swear <laughs> word we've gotten out of you all. I was getting, bro, I was getting tight. So like, you would watch almost every game? Yeah, like JC and people, and it's like April 17th. I was like, no, I can't do this. Does Shelly respond to this at all? Like like you being so- Yeah, like just, no, no, no. I'm not, like, I'm not insane. But, like, when I told her I stopped How watching, much do you bite your nails when you watch the Yankees? Oh, I'm going ham. Like just like I'm chewing them off. And you, you told me? you told Shelly that you were gonna stop watching, and what did she say? That's probably good for you. Dead serious, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Stone Cold. Like, oh, okay, nice. Can the Phillies then, turn uh, it around? Twenty five and thirty one. Of, of course they can. Right. They did it last year. They yeah. were eleven games under, dude. And they went to the World Series. Anything's yeah. possible. All right. So who do you have in the World Series? Um. Uh, on right now, early June. Uh. Okay. Right now. Because back in the back, like when we first talked, I, I think I gave you something. Uh, I really, I mean, the Rays have lost like eight guys that are like really important. But I'll still stay. If if Degrom is healthy, I could totally see a Rangers Rays ALCS. Really? Yeah, the Rangers are legit, dog. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at them right now. They're two and a half up. They're starting. Pitch, they're starting pitching is really good. So and you said that you said that the first time we talked right around opening day and you feel like that starting yeah. can carry him through. Who's their ace? The they Rangers have ace. Degrom. Okay, Jacob but he DeGrom. don't. I mean, he don't pitch, so it's like it's really Evaldi who's been damn good. Yeah, Evaldi like didn't give up a run at one point for like twenty nine innings. This is exciting. Now you got me excited for this game tomorrow. And then John Gray is good. John Gray's been really good for them. Like I mean, they just have arms, man. All right, and, and Jack Leiter is coming too. Al Leiter's son is uh, coming up. He's coming, so he's coming up in the Rangers organization. What is he? Triple A now? Yeah, or Double A? I think he's still at Double A, but he's pitching really well in Double A. They say Double A is almost as good as Triple A, right? That's a lot of times. Is that true? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know enough about minor league baseball to know that. I don't know about that. All right, you got anything else? I'm gonna get back to your life. Wait, and then World Series is the NL. Okay. Uh, I'll still stick with the Braves because I think the NL is weak. Okay. And the Braves are really good. So, Cooper, so I'll, Rangers or Rays and Braves. Wow. All right. All right. Anything, yeah, I'm in. Anything else? Uh, Nuggets in four. Yanks are going to take two of three from the Dodgers this weekend. And 
what else? What's a good, it's a nice take. Steelers are going to win the AFC North. There you really? go. Really? Mm-hmm. They should just give Mike Tomlin a lifetime contract. I will, I, I will be fine with that. The standard is the standard, Peter. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave it on that. Yo, Nick, you want to do this again in like another month or something? Yeah, you tell me when and, and I'll do it. All right, it's a blast. I love you, buddy. We need our own show. Why don't we just do our own show? Uh, look, I'll have to talk to Mike and you'll have to talk to Mike, but I think there's something there. All right. Mike. 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 Let's go. Listen up, Mike. Mike Hamilton. He's always listening. You hear him? <laughs> he's always listening, yeah. bro. All right, buddy. Excellent. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. We are Rogue Media Sports.